Hi, welcome to Thrifty Cast. This is Eric. And this is Kathleen. Um, and welcome to our very special episode 84, which we're doing as a flashback episode to, um, to a, sort of a two-parter that we did in the past. Mm-hmm. So our topics today are going to be, uh, this is going to be all about invasive species and endangered species at thrift stores. So things that um, we see too much of and things that seem to be kind of fading away for better or worse. We last talked about these topics in episodes 16 and 17. So it has been a while. That would have been 1950, I can't remember. 56 and probably 57. There's probably a year long gap in Mm -hmm. between those two episodes. Eisenhower was president. Oh my God. Right. Um, sock hopping was all the rage. So we, uh, I, I do think it's been about eight or nine years ago that we At talked least. about it and a lot's yeah. changed in eight or nine years. So as we were thinking about it, it's like, oh, it's probably time to revisit this again. What are things that are clogging up the thrifts and what are things that seem to be fading away? And this is something we end up talking about a lot, just naturally while we're thrifting. Um, hello, middle age. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're dull. It's super dull. So, uh, so we each have lists. So we'll jump into that. But yeah. before, yeah, I was gonna say before, uh, yeah, <laughs> we got other stuff to talk about. Um, just speaking casually, like where we're at mm-hmm. and what's going on. So um, we're at Kathleen's mom's house in upstate Wisconsin. Yep, we're uh, in the North Woods. We are way up north. Um, so uh, it's gorgeous up here. It really is beautiful. It's just starting to pop. Really, mm-hmm. the leaves. The grass all turning green. I love spring. It is really nice. And the lake is kind of livening up. There were boats out yesterday. Less so today because the weather wasn't as nice. Mm -hmm. But really, really lovely. Yeah. Um, So we've done a lot of thrifting, going to a couple antique stores, just a lot of running around. So, yeah, it's been... Ate too much, had ice cream. You know, the things you do in northern Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Ice cream that tastes far better than it deserves to, considering it's from a gas station. Oh, my God. Well, it's a gas station with a full restaurant. Oh, yeah, that's true. Really. I mean, it, you it, can get brisket. But it wasn't always, right? No, no, it was not. So, so that's what we've been doing. Um, um, fine. Any other? Yeah, that's been good. And unless you got something. Not really. I've been here for a week. I am relaxed as all get out. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> It, it does make a huge difference just being mm-hmm. kind of away from things and out in it's nature. It's a different pace. Oh, yeah. Okay, so finds of the week. Yeah, you go. Okay. Um, I got a, a lot of really good stuff recently. The thing that I got that I'm considering my find of the week, though, I got today... Um, which is a jewel tea pitcher. And I'm actually including this for a couple different reasons. So it's that jewel tea autumn leaf pattern. You know it. If you're like me, you love it. Um, and, you know, I need more dishes. Not at all. Like, I, I just don't need them. I cannot pass up jewel tea stuff because I think it's been drilled into me that, like, oh, it's it's so collectible. And it it was so... And going with our topic, it's been so incredibly rare to find it at thrift stores for so long. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm seeing it more and more, and it's at fairly reasonable prices. Yeah. it's. Uh, I, I think it's kind of, um, its collectability might be waning a little bit, or people aren't quite as interested in it, and they're not 
charging big prices. They're not mm-hmm. paying big prices. In a lot of cases, you know, like other stuff, it has chips. I don't care about that. I'm fine yeah. with it. I'm not selling it. I'm not, you know what I mean? It just, it's pretty and I like it. So this Jewel Tea picture I got, um, first of all, I just love that it's showing up more and it's mm-hmm. more available. It's a tiny little picture. I think it's a milk picture. Oh, okay. I was calling it a creamer. But. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, yeah, that's it. Um, so and somewhere out there, I have to think there's sort of a sugar bowl that Probably. goes with it. Mm-hmm. But um, three bucks. Yeah. It is really pretty. And it, mm-hmm. if you were going to display it, air uh-huh. quotes, yep. the side that is a little less pristine, mm-hmm. I mean, you just put that in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, all the people who feel like they have to have stuff so perfect. So something has a little chip or ding. I mean, just put it in the back. Yeah. I have nothing that is displayed in the round. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, do, I don't um, imagine even how that would, it's the centerpiece maybe? Yeah. I, yeah, that is probably about the yeah. only thing. Um, uh, yeah, and I had no intentions of using this as any kind of centerpiece when I bought it. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, it's cute. It's not that cute. Yeah. Um. On a tiny table. Yeah. So, um, I'm just slowly acquiring as I'm finding it more frequently and I'm finding it for cheap. I'm actually ending up acquiring more pieces, which is, oh, that decluttering. Yeah. That's, yeah, I, I kind of dig myself in faster than I dig myself out, but, um, it's always the push pull, though, right? Right, and and actually, that's not true. I I am kind of organizing things in such a way where the the stuff that I am bored with or that I love less, I'm either packing away to sell later or or to donate. Mm-hmm. I am donating it, so I I am getting rid of stuff slightly faster than I'm bringing it in. And you put stuff down today. Oh yeah. So I mean, your your sort of filter on what you need to bring home, I yep. think, is pretty high. Yep. You're. Or the, the mesh on your filter is pretty tight. I, I yeah. don't know where I'm going with that. But you're being very conscious about what you buy and what you bring home. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, I still feel like the decluttering is going well, even kind of bringing this stuff in. Um, and it's pretty. You know, I like it. It's pretty. Yeah. So my find of the week, um, Eric didn't see it because I got it earlier this week, is a small green planter. It's really small. Um, I got it at the St. Vincent de Paul when I went earlier this week, it is, um, I don't know who made it, but it's made in America, a made in USA planter. It was unique. I hadn't seen it before. I'm really trying in this trip to not buy as much as I have on some other trips up here. I think the last time I was up here, I could not really get anything else in my car. It was bad. Uh-huh. And I was up here for a long time for a variety of reasons. So And I went out thrifting a lot just to have something to do. So a week is very different, but I really have tried to pull back because I was unloading my car for a week. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this time I've really tried to be restrained and I've left everything I bought in the car. So I'll have to take a picture of my planter when I go home. Yep. Cool. That's my find of the week. Nice. Um. Should we jump into topic? Let's jump into our topic and our list. How, how do you want to do this back and forth? Yeah. Okay. How we usually do it. Okay. Why mess with perfection? <laughs> that was quite a laugh. I just, I just cackled. <laughs> you did. Okay. So uh, invasive species. The things that have popped up in thrift stores more and more and more in we're not necessarily excited about. Like they don't move quickly enough or whatever the case is. They're like weeds in a lake. They choke Mm -hmm. out the sunlight that Mm -hmm. you need. They choke out all the good stuff and they make it hard to get to the good stuff. Yeah. Um, My first one 
wine party paintings. So that Oof. that thing where a bunch of people get together and they drink wine and they paint and, you know, it's like this great social activity. Well, what happens is that I think there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily really that interested in the painting and they may enjoy it and they may, but they end up with this product that they don't really care that much about. And a lot of the art that I'm talking about, I'm assuming it's these kinds of paintings because there's a certain kind of theme. Yes. There's going to be a pink background with a mauve flower that looks like a chrysanthemum. Not necessarily. Usually. You are generalizing. I am absolutely generalizing. Do you know how many of those I've seen, though? Yeah. Hundreds. And I went to one of those parties once. Do, was it? Is was there a directive mm. about mauve chrysanthemums? No, we didn't paint anything like that. But there's one. I mean, there is a painting you work from. Oh, Everybody, at least the one I went to, everybody works from one painting and they talk a little bit about painting and how you're going to do it. And it is interesting to see how everybody's comes out different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But no, it was not. It was sort of an Italian hill thing. Oh. It was like rolling hills and trees and... Vineyards? uh, Very um, abstract vineyards. Okay. It was an abstract kind of fields. Vineyards would be really topic appropriate, I would think. It would be. I mean, you're sipping wine, yeah. whatever. I um, brought a Diet Coke, just to be honest. <laughs> I brought a big gulp. <laughs> I'm not a big wine drinker. A lot of the, the art that I'm talking about may not literally be the uh, wine party paintings, even though I, I sort of suspect that it I might be. I think most of them are. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I feel like there's a very particular style, and when I see it, I mm-hmm. like I recognize it. Um, there, the canvases are all about the same size. It's about what eleven feet by, or sorry, eleven inches. inches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, that would be formidable. Um, yeah, what twelve by six, maybe a little I, bit bigger. I, yeah. but, but there's a standard canvas yeah. size that you know, and I, I don't know standard canvas sizes. So yeah, the size gives it away, and I, I see florals like. Lots of florals in warm tones. So that's me. So that's mine. That's my first. (laughs) Okay. My first one. And this is something that's always been in the thrifts, but I think I'm seeing more of them and they are moving a lot slower. Picture frames. Mm -hmm. So now that we live in a digital age, people don't need their picture frames and people don't buy picture frames because they don't print out a lot of pictures. So those desktop picture frames, wall picture frames, all of them, they are just getting donated and they are Mm -hmm. sitting. And if they are lumped in with framed art, they end up really clogging up that section. If they're separate, that's kind of fine, right? Mm -hmm. Because at least they're just kind of junking up their own section. Um, But if they're together, it makes a real mess because of the size difference Mm -hmm. often. And I, I was sort of specifying, but tried to be a little more general, there's a lot of picture frames with very specific dates and holidays and events on them, which further limits their use. Like, mm-hmm. Merry Christmas, 19, I keep saying 19, mm-hmm. 2017. Like, who's mm-hmm. going to go and buy that now? Mm-hmm. So that's one for me that I feel like I'm seeing a lot more. And I don't imagine those are going to start mm-hmm. moving real yeah. fast anytime soon. Uh, best friends. Yeah. So relationships, our yes. grandkids, our first, whatever together. Yeah. Prom. Yeah. Self-limiting picture frame. Yes. Yeah. Self- oh, that's so good. Self-limiting. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. Yeah. Well, and the, um, the thing about it is that they're, 
very, very, very often from the last 15 mm-hmm. to 20 years, more often than not. And some of them have a silver tone. And it just so happens because they're photo frames, to be specific, uh-huh. they often have the same size as those Art Deco frames. Oh, yeah. And so if you're looking for Art Deco mm-hmm. frames specifically, which I often do for you, mm-hmm. I get faked out constantly. Yeah. Because there, there'll be one that has a silver tone or has a gold mm-hmm. tone, and it catches your eye immediately. Um, or it has – there's some that are, or have like Art Deco-ish lines yeah. that it, at first glance – so yeah, I, I am in total agreement. Okay, yep. your next one. My next one, 90s candle holders. Specifically 90s candle holders that have some kind of like almost like a wrought iron or metal element and they're holding like a glass cup. Right now, as you hear this, you are picturing it and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm guessing. Um, it was very much the style for a while. It has like a real Starbucks in the 90s vibe, I think. Um, the thing that's bothersome about them is that I, I find them not very attractive. If somebody's into them, that's great. And I can imagine it looking good if somebody put some of them together yeah. or they were used well. But another quirk of these is that um, a lot of those candle bowls require... I need a spherical candle that's exactly Ooh. one inch in diameter. Yeah. And so... It's like a unicorn. So yeah, if you just throw a votive in there, it's going to look clunky. It's not going to look good. Um, so I find those not very useful. They take up a lot of space. Um, often they're chipped. Mm-hmm. Not that I care because I'm not going to buy one. But I, those take up a lot of space and I do not like them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're everywhere and I feel like there's more and more of them. There, I said it. You've said your piece. Yep. Okay, my next one is also related to technology. And again, it's something that's always been in the thrift, seeing more of it. Um, Hard copy media. So CDs, DVDs, even some video games. I feel like I'm seeing a lot more of them as people move to streaming services and declutter and say, I don't want all these stupid DVDs or Blu-rays. Um, the great thing is it makes the price go down. The bad thing is the good ones sell and you wind up with 60 copies of... Tybo. Yeah, exactly. Tybo. Billy Blank's Tybo. Yeah, just utter trash that nobody's going to buy. And if your thrift store doesn't have a good process for selling and getting stuff really cheap to go out the door and cleaning, then it just gums up and junks up the shelves. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't have any streaming services, and I worry about having something I really love, like a TV show, say, go out of streaming if I were to stream things. So I like keeping my DVD sets. I'm a little bit old-fashioned that way. I do use streaming services. There are a lot of movies that I really love Mm -hmm. that happen to come available or not be available Mm -hmm. on streaming services. And because of the convenience of it, because I just have the remote there, I will prefer to watch it on a streaming service. Mm-hmm. And I also prefer to know that I have a physical copy of something that I really like. In case. So I'm with you there. Um, but the problem isn't the good movies that you can pick up. And I, I do love – remember when DVDs were first kind of hitting the scene on the thrifts and they oh were like God. 10 bucks, And they were behind the counter. Yeah. And there was a stack of like six. Yeah. 
and now yeah. thrift stores are just lousy. CDs for a while were the same way. Yeah. And um, I do like the selections available, but fully half of DVDs are going to be there week after week yeah. after week after week, maybe more than half actually. So yeah, that's my, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. Your next one. Oh, okay. Um, this is the, the item that you knew would be on an invasive species list. And this is new from last time because it's been something that has come into style and is on its way out. Live, laugh, love. It's on a sign. It's, it was in somebody's kitchen. Um, it may be, I mean, any kind of signage with words on it, any of that sort of farmhouse as faux farmhouse mm-hmm. aesthetic, um, any sign that is, uh, about how important wine is to you, um, how your house is messy and you don't care, which g- good for you. I don't think you need a sign to say that. I think it can be in your, your sassy attitude, which who doesn't love a sassy attitude? Um, I just don't love these signs. And it, it's also filling up the art section. So you're having to start, because a lot of them are mounted on canvas yeah. or they're on like a thicker wood. So you end up having to go through a lot of those to, mm-hmm. to see if you can find art that's more interesting or mm-hmm. perhaps even uh, uh, handmade mm-hmm. created. So um, again, this is the item I think everybody would expect would be on a list like this Yeah, in, in 2021. Oh, yeah. Um, my next one is hard to read. Um, those albums that have been in the thrift store forever, they are in terrible shape. They are from artists that nobody cares about. Um, Mitch Miller, Follow the Bouncing Ball, Ray Conniff Singers, various you've never heard of them 70s folk artists but they're the ones that people just flip through in an attempt to find something really good they don't go anywhere they're scratched they're in terrible shape and i'm guessing the thrifts just don't have the staff to actually look at albums or don't want to waste the time Mm -hmm. before they put them out and they figure that Mm -hmm. shoppers will do that sorting work for them the problem is most of those albums that are bad never get pulled out. So very rarely anyhow. Yeah, very rarely. So a lot of times you'll see that album section and it looks like it has a lot of stuff and it does, but none of it's good. Yeah. It's, it's unusable, damaged, not interesting, undesirable. Yeah. This is where I think that the tag system yeah. Let's them down. If they had tags on them and it was a color yeah. color based system, oh, all all the green ones. And eventually, if they got mm-hmm. to a point where it was like these are ten cents, I think you know to let that natural kind of process clear mm-hmm. them out, put dates on stickers, something. Yeah, something but, that got them out at mm-hmm, a very low yeah. price. The the truth of the matter is, there are so many places that have. Um, massive bins of records, tons and Mm -hmm. tons and tons of records, all effectively garbage. I totally agree. There's a Salvation Army we used to go to, and not only did they put the records in like the most inconvenient spot, Mm -hmm. it was down really low, Mm -hmm. remember? Oh, yeah. And you had to like sit on the floor or crouch, and people were looking at stuff above you. 
because there was like housewares mm-hmm. or whatever above you. And the records were terrible. You know what's so heartbreaking about that, though? <laughs> One day I actually sat down. I found Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life, oh and a Nina Simone album there. Um probably some of the best things that have ever been found there by us. And my guess is they were in a crate sitting in front of this area. They were mm-hmm. still on the ground. They were new. They were new. They yeah. were brand new. And I just happened to get there in time and the mm-hmm. rest of their stuff. And it's sort of like, Oh, by me going up to the counter and buying them, am I sending them a signal? I don't want to send them. Yeah. <laughs> like your, your album collection is on point. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't realize you got those there. I did. It was at Salvation Army at 63rd, right? The hobo one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, hobo. no, 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 no. We're talking about two different ones. No, I was talking about, and the hobo is was the name of a store. Close by. Disparaging yeah. people. Um, no, I didn't know 63rd. No, I was thinking I was, of that one. Oh, okay. 63rd had the same problem. Like, a lot of theirs were busted. But yeah. you're right. The the one, the story you're talking about had... Yeah, they were that really low. low like, they stretched forever. I, it was <laughs> it was literally, it had to be 30 feet yep. of albums. Mm-hmm. And when you think about the number of millimeters that each album is... And they were dusty. Many of mm-hmm. them had not seen the light of day in that mm-hmm. store in so long. Because mm-hmm. people got sick of trying to find them yeah. and look at them down there. Yeah. There was no good way to do it. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm totally with you. Yeah. Um, my next invasive species, boring florist vases. They take up so much space. They're so uninteresting. What I would like to see, and this is actually true for a lot of things on this list. I would like to see someone repurpose those in a way that is creative, Mm -hmm. helpful. Cause I'm thinking like, as I'm thinking about those vases, I'm like, well, that you could really get a lot of iced tea in there. Or you could really, like, it would be a nice big drinking vessel. But, but I mean, big. Very big. Very big. So if you had a straw big enough, I, I don't know. I'm at a loss. I mean, it's great if you're having, say, a wedding or some sort of party and you need vases for your tables. You just get a bunch of inexpensive vases and then donate them back. But as far as looking through, you know, somebody who likes vases, for example, you look through a section and it's like, oh, great, 80 plain, clear glass mm-hmm. Um, faces, yeah, yeah, not not very exciting. Or dark green, that's the yes, other one. Yes, there is dark green. But and, and the other thing that this points out to me is that if so many of them end up in the thrift stores, it would be it's there's something so great about a nice vase. It would be kind of nice to be able to give somebody flowers in a mm-hmm. better vase that yeah. that they would have interest in or want to hold on to or reuse. Rather than just having this for the thrift. So that was my, my next one. Yeah. I saw a lot of those today. I did too. A lot. That's actually, that's how it landed on the list. Is it? Because yeah. I, as I was looking, I was like, wow, I'm a little overwhelmed by how many of these I'm seeing today. And at one place I was like, oh, how nice. There's some milk glass. Uh-huh. So different. Right. Like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. And milk glass used to be so. Uh, Ubiquitous. Yeah. Just yeah, so common. everywhere. Yeah. Um, okay. My fourth one, cheap plastic dishes. Not good, heavy plastic dishes that you would want to use again and again, but something that you bought at the dollar store because you were having a party and you wanted a big bowl to serve, I don't know, chips in. And then after the party, you washed it and it didn't really wash very well. And you thought, I don't need this. And you donated it to the thrift store, those. Um, (laughs) So when you're looking through the 
plastic section for maybe, say, good old Tupperware or some good old Rubbermaid even. It's just junked up with these things. And they are thin. They are from the dollar store or the dollar spot at Target. They are not going to last. And they're just there. And we talked about it before, but the thrifts tend to overprice them because they don't know they're from the dollar store. And then, great, you're selling a used item that somebody didn't want for more than a dollar. Um, and then they just take up lots and lots of space. And that just bugs me. I think that's why they get donated. I think people realize this is... This bowl is huge. I don't need yeah, this. Right. I Not only do I not need it, I, I mm-hmm. e- even if I think I'm going to use this later, I don't have enough cabinet space. Yeah. So... It's. It would just be easier rather than trying to store this to go back to the dollar store, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to pay another buck if, if and when it the situation arises where I need another big plastic bowl like this. Yeah, I mean, I think people buy them with the plan to donate them when they're done or throw mm-hmm. them away when they're done, mm-hmm. just because it is a dollar and like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to need this again. Yeah. So that frustrates me because again, taking up good space. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, are we ready? Yeah, the oh, last okay. one. Bring yeah, my, my final one here. I'm just going to say very generally, home goods decor. I love home goods. I have vases from home goods. But, like, please don't think of this as an, an attack on home goods or TJ Maxx or Marshalls <laughs> or wherever you go. Um, I'm not, not a fan of those places. Um, I certainly have done my fair share of shopping there. There's a certain kind of decor where it's uh, the tchotchkes that you get at Home Goods. It's usually vases. Often they can be found in sets of three. However, they're vases that you can't get wet. <laughs> they um, are wood. There's, I don't know, paint. Mm-hmm. It's often a there's a, a gold or <laughs> metallic or textured. I also like plates that say not suitable for use with food. Yes. That's another one. And I I understand they're saying it's a decorative plate, Mm -hmm. but it's like, oh my God, what did you paint that with? What's the glaze made with? You can't serve it with food or serve Mm -hmm. food with it. I just, that always weirds me out. This cake tastes like arsenic. Should this be in my house? Right. (laughs) What is this giving off? Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm not a fan of. Yeah. That, you know, it's decorative for the sake of being decorative. Mm-hmm. It ends up, you know, at the time somebody gets it, it may be trendy. It may be in mm-hmm. style. It may really speak to them. Mm-hmm. And they want it in their house. But by the time they get tired of it, by the time they get rid of it, it mm-hmm. it does take up a lot of space. And it ends up just being, especially if it's just decorative. Mm-hmm. If the point is to just sit on a shelf and look a certain kind mm-hmm. of way, oh, okay. But um, it's just space-consuming. Yeah. So those are the invasive species. Don't you have one more? Oh, I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> those are Eric's invasive species. <laughs> and? I have one more. Four out of five. Um, mine is inspired by something I saw today, which was called the Little Dipper. It was a tiny crock pot with, like jalapeno peppers on it. Like as decor? Yeah. Uh, as like the yeah. design on the outside? Yep. yep. So it was pretty specifically telling you it was for some sort of spicy cheese dip, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just no need for it. It was small. It was a really ridiculous size. Like 
it was a cup and a half of soup uh-huh. if you were going to use it for something else. So that sort of single use appliance that really takes, I mean, it wasn't massive, but takes up space. You're only going to use it, I don't know, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I'm trying to think of whenever else, whenever else you use it. That's not a dip for a party. No, it's not. Yeah. It's really not, unless it's a party of one. I mean, I could take down that bowl of dip. (laughs) Oh, in a heartbeat. Um, Full disclosure, we were talking about single-use appliances earlier. Yeah. And then I was thinking later, um, you know, we were talking about how, oh, yeah, it does seem like that's really invasive, and there's tons of stuff that comes in that Mm single-use appliances. And then I was thinking about it more. Your toaster is a single-use appliance. A coffee maker is actually a single-use appliance. Yeah, good point. But but um, it's sort of like salt and pepper shakers. Like there's a reason there's limited space on the table, so we don't have salt, pepper, oregano, clove. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have an entire spice rack on the table. There's like limited space, and there's stuff that you're going to use less. So um, – I don't like. I tend to eat toasted things not infrequently. Mm-hmm. I mean, my coffee maker gets a workout. Mm-hmm. I mean, that gets a heavy workout. Uh, uh, I have a microwave out on the counter. Mm-hmm. I use the microwave pretty frequently. I would say at least three times a week. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of quote unquote single use mm-hmm. appliances. You know, in England, I think they have those uh, often in homes. They'll have those tea kettles. Kettle. Yeah, yeah, those tea kettles mm-hmm. that you know. And if you drink a lot of tea. Okay, well, yeah, it's a single-use mm-hmm. appliance. All it does is boil water, but it's something that you're mm-hmm. going to use frequently. It's the yeah, fajita I it's, makers. I, yeah, I guess it's more the frequency of use. Yeah. And if maybe all you eat are fajitas, mm-hmm. then the fajita maker is for you. Oh, yeah. If all you want to eat is dip from the Little Dipper, yeah, then maybe it's for you. The, I think the problem with the Little Dipper and why I think it it's was so... Yeah, why yeah. it's so triggering for both of us <laughs> is that it is just so wildly impractical. Mm-hmm. Like, the size is wrong. There's it, it would do nothing good for you except take up space in your counter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think about kind of my own house and just random stuff mm-hmm. that I've acqu- I like I have an ice cream maker I have a food dehydrator you have two ice cream makers oh yeah that's true <laughs> you almost had three remember oh, that's right <laughs> I brought one yeah <laughs> you were like no we no. have two <laughs> um I I do have three food hydrators to be to be mm-hmm. I brought honest. the third one <laughs> yeah yeah um and you know the the <laughs> Drying drying things is aspirational. We have a lot of wild (laughs) mint that grows and, you know, um, drying flowers. So it's always been aspirational. Have I been very good about it? No, not really. Um, So, yeah, I I don't – appliances are so tricky. And they do clog up the thrift stores. I totally agree. Yeah. I just want to comment on two things that I heard you say. One, Mm -hmm. you only use your microwave about three times a week. Really? Do you think it's more? I use my microwave so much more. That's why I was just surprised. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds, I I would say about, okay, maybe more. Okay. I'll start counting. I feel like I use mine so much more. Oh. I I was just like, wow, I'm a huge slacker because I'm (laughs) microwaving so many things. That was one thing. And the second thing, oh my God, I'm about to forget it. No, those electric kettles. Uh Uh-huh. 
I had a former boss who every day used an electric kettle at work for tea in the afternoon. Those things are amazing. Yes. They heat up so fast. So much water, so quick. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, every day mm-hmm. in the afternoon, like for tea time, she would make herself mm-hmm. a cup of tea. Yeah. She did it other times too, but like specifically around four o'clock, she would have tea. And again, I, I use my coffee maker to death, but I know if I mm-hmm. had one of those kettles, as handy as it sounds to me, mm-hmm. I know it would lie fallow and yeah. g- and largely go unused. Because... It got so much action in our office. Oh, yeah. I mean, other people used it too, but it was amazing. Yeah. Sorry, I just... Yeah. Hadn't thought about that tea kettle in a long time. I, I mean, and certainly if you were more of a tea drinker than a coffee drinker, yes. that as a single-use appliance is probably a very wise choice. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Moving on to part two. Endangered. Hmm. <laughs> the things that... Makes me sad. Yeah. Maybe they used to be plentiful, or at least we would see them with some frequency, and they appear to be going away. So endangered species. Yeah. So um, you want to start this one? Sure. So my first one, vintage clothing. And not vintage like from the 80s or 90s. I mean older vintage clothing. I just feel like I don't see it at all. And we've talked about fast fashion before and how that's clogging a, a lot mm-hmm. of the thrift stores. But I think it just has to do with households turning over and... Maybe some people are just really good pickers and they get to it first. And, mm-hmm. But it was never anything I bought because size issues, vintage clothing, very small. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked seeing it. Yeah. You know, it was really interesting to be like, oh my God, this dress is amazing and just keep going. <laughs> I, I mean, every once in a while there would be uh, an onslaught of uh, lady hats. Yeah. Like elegant lady hats that were a little more like fascinators. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and those were always fun Mm-hmm. interesting to see and that is a rarity these days totally mm-hmm. agree and w- one of the things about the kind of vintage clothing that you're talking about is like i used to look for like um overcoats from the 40s and 50s yeah and things like that those are gone those mm-hmm. are just yeah absolutely uh they were well constructed they were really nice i think what happened is that they're ju- they're just gone like they got worn out mm-hmm. or they you know, we don't have the stock coming in. I think they've, they, yeah, they've all mm-hmm. just been cleared out. Okay. With the passage of time. Oh, okay. So um, the next endangered species, the first endangered species that I have listed is Pyrex at Sane Prices. Um, today there was a set of a not rare design. Ugly too. Really ugly. 80s, yeah, early 80s. 80s. Um, a set of three bowls that they were trying to offload for a hundred dollars for a set of three nesting bowls. Cinderella bowls. Yeah. With we, the little handles. handles yeah. yeah. Uh, no lids, nothing like that. Ugh. And um hundred bucks. Then they had two of the bowls from the nesting bowl, the classic primary color nesting mm-hmm. bowl sets. I say primary colors in quotes because one of them's green. Green, yeah. But um they had two of those bowls, which, by the way, the person at the store hadn't clocked that the, it was a wrong red. Oh. The red was wrong. The red is from a different set. It was the second time today we saw a set mismatched. Yeah. Yep. The other one, the yellow was wrong. Yeah. The, yeah. The yellow. The, in a traditional set, yeah. like the big bowl is going to be yellow. 
and you want it completely undamaged. Well, these the bowls that they had out were not in great shape. They'd been through the dishwasher mm-hmm. a few times. They were not horrible, but not good. And, you know, they wanted 20 bucks for uh, one of the bowls, and I think, what, 15? I, I didn't look. I just saw the one that was 20. That right. was the bigger one. Yeah, and that's all you needed to see, yeah. especially with the, the ones that were 100. So um, there's this, uh, like, words on the street that Pyrex is really collectible, and so people are l- just losing their minds. And um, I, I miss – it used to be that, you know, people would offload their Pyrex, and mm-hmm. you would find it, and it was really nice, and – You'd hold on to it. They're very useful. I've, I'm all, have always been a big fan of Pyrex. Well made. Yeah, and uh, I, I just don't. I don't like that it's getting really hot right now. The it's Pyrex interesting to see hot. it happen too. I think this is the first time I can remember seeing something like this happen. It was something we saw really fairly plentiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were never tripping over Pyrex at the thrift store, right. but you could find it. Go from that to, oh, people are more interested in it. It's harder to get to, oh, it's really getting, oh, my God, it's <laughs> insanely expensive. Yeah. Like, we're at that point right now, which says to me, bubble. Yep. At some point, people are going to say, oh, my God, this was a mass-produced mm-hmm. item. It's, There's more of this out there than I realize. It's jewel tea. Yeah. It's just what we were talking it's about. Yeah. It's, I mean, any of the like big stuff that was mass produced, mm-hmm. it's out there. Maybe some pieces were rare. Yep. But it does exist. And that's absolutely the case with Pyrex, that yep. there were uh, pieces that were a lot rarer. It doesn't mean that they were more attractive. It just means no. that there were less of them. No. I think, and some people are very into having ev- their completest. Sure. They yeah. want everything or they want the most rare. Mm-hmm. But that, that ugly $100 set today was... That was maddening. It was, yeah. And that's where a place just knows, hey, my granddaughter told me Pyrex is, is really popular right now. Mm-hmm. And they don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. So there's no even basic research into, oh, this is from the 80s. This is... This is a twenty dollars set. Like we'll be we'll be doing really well if we get twenty dollars for this set. Really well. Really well. I know, but it's still a set of bowls, right? A three piece set of bowls, mm-hmm. which match and well. I mean, though, I wouldn't pay. Even somebody. though it's a Salvation Army, I that kind of made me mad. I get it. Like yeah. that felt exploitative. I thought, mm-hmm. um, and so. It's a little bit of schadenfreude on my part. I have no idea if that's how you pronounce that. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, but it's a little bit of that German thing that means dark joy mm-hmm. on my part that even when it's half price, nobody's going to touch it. Yeah. Even when it's 75% off, thinking about that. nobody's going to touch it. And I hope that this sort of wakes somebody up. And they don't have a 75% off no. process. Yeah. It's going to sit there a while. Yeah. Um and eventually somebody is going to say, Gertie, are you the one who put this price on this? Mind your P's and Q's, Gertie. So, yeah, that's the hope. Yeah, we're seeing a bubble. Um, so the next one is, I'm going to say mid-century furniture, 50s, 60s. Um, you would see it kind of the blonde not just blonde, but the um, Wakefield furniture, the um, like matching end tables, kind of the curvy 
dressers. Sometimes you'd even see a bedroom set. It really, when we first started thrifting, was not popular. Yep. The color wasn't popular. The lines weren't popular. And it's really heavy, generally, and well-made. And it would just sit there. I mean, we didn't like it. Yep. Initially. There's so... There there was a Haywood Wakefield Hutch. Yes. That I remember passing up one day that was, I want to say 45. Mm-hmm. Actually, it might have been as much as 80. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I've like uh, yeah. distorted this in my memory. I still, and the thing is, I was like, oh, yeah, and it's not in great shape. Right now, if I found that, mm-hmm. I would be getting... By any means, I could think <laughs> of getting that into a pickup truck and over to my house, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's you just don't. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Just, so that's another thing that got very popular, and people did a lot of research and study and kind of figured out the best designers and the best makes, and you just can't touch that at mm-hmm. stores now. And dealers, yeah, are, yeah. E- even if it, even if it goes. Um, is not in great shape. It goes mm-hmm. and gets redone. Yeah. Um, one thing that used to be incredibly common in thrift stores, that that's the next on my list, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't, back in the day, it wasn't a matter of if you would see it. It was how much of it you would see and mm-hmm. what kind. But it's a Melmac uh, dinnerware. So that uh, heavy-duty... Um, opposite of dollar store plastic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Oh a, God, so heavy. Yeah, so uh, heavy, super durable. The only real issue, like super unbreakable, the only issue with Melmac is that on the plates, if you use a knife, like the, it, there would be staining and scratching. Yeah. That was, that was the one issue with Melmac. And it came in all these like uh, fun colors. And mm-hmm. again, Al Hoff in uh, Thrift Here's Score cool who, and this is when it was plentiful, when, when she wrote mm-hmm. this, you know, that it reached a point where it initially just mimicked regular dishes, and then all of a sudden it became a celebration of its own plasticness, like funky shapes, mm-hmm. um, curvy, yeah. uh, deco lines. Um, Things that regular dishes really couldn't do or couldn't do easily. Yeah. So, I, you know, I... I still have a bunch of Melmac. Mm-hmm. They make great picnic dishes. They make good camping dishes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I always keep a set. Um, I've speckled. I have, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I really like Melmac. And it, I saw a piece today and realized I don't remember the last time mm-hmm. I saw a piece of Melmac. So I think Melmac's um, or Melamine mm-hmm. is vintage Melamine is, is on its way. Out. Yeah, which is sad. Yeah. Um, globes. Yeah. Just a standard globe, usually a metal base. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing that's plastic, nothing that lights up. Well, unless it's like a plug-in light up, but mm-hmm. nothing that you press a button and it lights up a state or a country and mm-hmm. tells you something about it. Just a nice globe. Um, they are very popular. They fit in decor-wise in all sorts of settings. Mm-hmm. Some They're very pretty. They really are. You can get them in so many different colors. You have the fun of looking at which countries aren't there and which countries are there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can always tell a great globe if there's a USSR. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's something that you used to see all the time. And it would be more like, is this globe in good shape? Mm-hmm. Is it a price I want to pay? And now it's like, ah, oh, it's a globe. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking, Ooh, $6. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. That's kind of steep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not so much anymore. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think just as a, a tool for learning, most people aren't like, I'm going to buy my child a globe. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, the, That's how you learn about countries. I think technology geography. is a theme through all this. It I really think, is. I think the stuff that clogs up the thrift stores clogs up the thrift stores because mm-hmm. of the easy access to technology and streaming mm-hmm. and music and movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, those educational tools that were mm-hmm. just so commonplace yeah. just aren't around anymore. Um, the next one that I have on my list is pulp novels. I think this is another one that we've just kind of, you know, pulp novels are, are of such a time time. Mm -hmm. And that as we get further and further away from that time, Mm -hmm. you know, from the time where they really stopped making those, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's less and less. It feels very infrequent that I'll see, uh, pulpy science fiction novels, Mm -hmm. you know, from, the seventies from like, those just don't show up the way they used to. Mm -hmm. So, well, and they really weren't built to last. Right. I mean, the the paper is not especially good. It's it's pulpy. (laughs) It's pulpy. Yeah. Yeah. The covers are, um, you know, they're, they're cardboard or or a heavier paper stock, but yeah, not, you know, not even like a trade paperback, which is bigger and sturdier. They're very mm-hmm. slim, usually. And they're glued, probably. Yeah. yeah. So and I that mean, glue they, breaks down. They just, yeah, they were not meant to last. They were meant to be inexpensive mm-hmm. copies that people could get. And if they were much loved and much read, even if you do get them, mm-hmm. they're really in bad shape yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. And I love those. It makes me sad not to find those. Even if I don't buy them, I just like mm-hmm. seeing them and yeah. flipping through them. It's the the art, I think, yeah. of the covers was all, especially on science fiction novels. Mm-hmm. They were so beautiful and imaginative, and um, it it is sad to see those go away. You just don't get that. And a lot of times, the cover much better than the book. Always, <laughs> almost always, much more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eric sort of mentioned my next one: vintage oh. hats. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, men's and women's. You know, he mentioned kind of like hats with veils and fascinators and things like that. You used to be able to find those a lot. They were very tiny. I always loved trying them on my giant head <laughs> um, and seeing them sort of perch there. But you don't see men's hats either. You know, fedoras or mm-hmm. I don't know, fedoras. I never think of what other hats men wore. You, uh, you, you know, you might see... Um... I don't know, maybe new, newer fedoras or yeah, like maybe. those Australian, like, oh, I'm going to be outside and it's those like oh, floppy. Oh, like a sun hat. Yeah. But or, or bucket I'm talking hats. about a vintage hat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those are. Yeah. You can find, we found tons of ball caps yeah. somewhere today. I yeah. mean, you can find baseball caps. You can find sun hats. A grandpa and grandpa hat. A gra- grandpa and grandma hat. Yeah. Or have gone by the wayside. Yeah. Which is sad. I totally agree. Um, the fourth out of five items, the fourth item on my list is Hawaiian shirts. And I'm not talking about Hawaiian or tropical style shirts because 
for some, those are evergreen for some yeah, weird those are reason. Always popular. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I would call them popular. They're just always there. I don't really personally know people who wear them. It's kind of a tad thing in summer. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And there's always, um, I, I always like the Guyabara shirts better. Yeah, I do like those better. Yeah. They're, they're a little I, more understated. Yeah, but... and you're going tropical and you're, you know. But uh, the the thing is, it used to be that when you went to thrift stores, um, you would find Hawaiian shirts and they would be of a very thick and kind of uncomfortable mm-hmm. material mm-hmm. and sort of a weird fit. And actually made in Hawaii. And the tag would say, yeah. made in Hawaii. And so what would happen, I think that Hawaii was such a popular, still is, Tourist of course. Mm-hmm. And that was the, when you went to Hawaii, you got your Hawaiian shirt, mm-hmm. and then people would get back to Chicago or Wisconsin mm-hmm. or Ohio or wherever and think, I can't do this. <laughs> this. This is, no. It's winter. Yeah. I. So uh, they, they would end up in thrift stores, and I just haven't seen actual actual Hawaiian shirts in a very, very long time. And I was just, it sort of occurred to me that like, oh, that's at the end of an era. Yeah, I would guess people probably also gifted some of those shirts. Yeah. Like, here's a shirt I got for you. And you're like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Pink and orange hibiscus mm-hmm. flowers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm never wearing this. That's true. And it got donated. Yeah. But yeah, those were really popular. Yeah. There was a thrift in Chicago that had them and overpriced them dramatically. Oh. The village used to. Oh, I didn't know that. Dramatically overpriced those. Well, that's, it was a weird thing. Yeah, that's super ridiculous. Yeah. Um, my last one is very meta. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I talk about this all the time, but is, Eric is going to go first. Yeah, let me. Yeah, because, I can tell I see yeah, the look on his face. Because yours is so yeah, meta, I yeah. feel like we should save that for last. Um, so my next one is camping gear. Um, it's one of those things I, I don't really understand why. It's just an observation, but I feel like I see less and less camping gear in thrift stores, especially in the city. When I'm in mm-hmm. Chicago, I see it lot, a lot less than I used to. And I don't know what that's about. I don't have any theories about it. But I'm just noticing that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the yeah. last one. Okay. So my last one is um, thrift stores themselves. Ooh. Oh, deep. Deep, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I feel like it, it comes up a lot mm-hmm. in our conversations. Part of it is because we've been doing this for such a long time. Yeah. And so many of the places we went to originally are gone yeah and places aren't opening to replace the stores that are gone Mm -hmm. i mean in a few cases like there were not goodwills in chicago Mm -hmm. and now we have goodwill in the suburbs and maybe one or two in the city Mm -hmm. we didn't have restore Mm -hmm. originally and now we've got one in the city and some in the suburbs so those have come along but restore is a very unique kind of thrift store um and like our our uniques, mm-hmm. the chain unique is pretty much gone. Yeah. Um, and what the thing about unique, the attempt that I think they were making to save their life, yeah, was to look more like savers. Well, they they are part of savers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're they're the same company. Were they always or did no, Savers? No, I don't think so. So Savers bought them up and then tried to make them look more like yeah. savers. I had no idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they're savers. Oh, okay. Because yeah, we don't we don't have savers brand savers. 
here in, no, we, in Chicago. Not in Chicago. We yeah. did, though. Like, there was Downers Grove, and I don't know if there's still any other ones. The Downers Grove one is gone. This is all totally new information to me. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, when I've gone to Savers, mm-hmm. I went to one, um, like, when I've gone trips, mm-hmm. places. You went to one in Vegas. Vegas, yeah. Las mm-hmm. Vegas, there was a Savers. And it was... Um, oh, the the aisles are nice and wide, and you can get mm-hmm. your carts down them, and there's nice music playing, and it's very bright and airy. It's like shopping at a TJ Maxx or shopping at a Marshalls. And we've separated the clothing according to size. Yeah. <laughs> as as opposed to, like, we're going to organize our T-shirts by color. Yeah. So Here are dresses. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Just in a clump. <laughs> um, and in accordance with all that labor... The prices are higher. Yep. Their markdowns aren't as um, generous. generous or appealing. And so the, the yeah, it's so different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going into thrift stores and there being broken glass on the floor mm-hmm. and wearing flip-flops. Yeah. And thinking, oh, this I, is kind of unsafe. Yeah, I, I really need to. <laughs> th- this is unfortunate. I'm going to have to not look at any of the glassware. <laughs> but I didn't think someone should clean this yeah. up like that. It's interesting because that didn't cross my mind. My thought would be, I'm really going to have to step carefully around this blo- broken glass so I can look at the glassware. Oh, right, because I wouldn't want to miss anything. Right. Um, but I mean, it, it's hard not to get into the, boy, it was, you know, uh-huh. those olden days, but it is just, it's a, a business that has changed a lot. And it feels a little strange to me that it's changed so much at a time when more and more people are seeking out used items for mm-hmm. a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. which we've talked about, whether it's being green or whether it's saving money. Um, but in, in some ways it makes more sense because you have, um, it's sort of being professionalized or it's being yes. like, oh, it's more, yeah. we're, it's brighter. We're making this, we're broadening it mm-hmm. um, in it's sort of making it more Accessible. mainstream. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, it, there's a, a part of me that kind of gets it, but it's the getting not the store, not doing the work, you know, the mm-hmm. store saying, yeah, here's our dresses. Here's a bunch of stuff that's loosely speaking bedding, we think. Yeah. Maybe there's a shower curtain in there. There probably is. If we you can w- sort it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want that shower curtain, make sure it has a price on it or else we're not going to sell it to you. Yeah. Um, this looks like it's kitchenware. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. And it's so funny in that context, the fact that they won't sell something that's not priced is like, does it matter? <laughs> really? Uh, well, but that's about money. Of course. I mean, that's only about money. Well, I mean, of course that's about money, but it's like, oh, if you're not, like, if you don't care that much about sorting mm-hmm. it, is it, like, if you put 250 on this price mm-hmm. tag or 450 like, we're, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay it or I'm not. It doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, um, yeah, I, I it's, uh, thrifting is becoming, I totally agree, it's becoming more like, as time goes by more and more mm-hmm. like shopping at a Marshall's or TJ mm-hmm. Maxx, it just so happens that it's used, used, pre-owned. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bummer. Yeah. That said, we thrifted a bunch today and oh, had yeah. fun. We didn't oh, totally. buy a ton of stuff, Yep. but we had fun. Yeah. We had a good time looking. Yeah. And those kind of thrift experiences are still readily available. 
Yeah. At least depending on where you're at, I guess. Yeah, we went to a thrift store today uh-huh. that was the one in Barron. Yes. I mean, where things ranged in price from free uh-huh. <laughs> um, and 25 cents to $5. Was that the most yeah. expensive thing I saw? Yeah, I didn't see anything was that, that was that high, but... Okay. But it was, it was really... dollars aff- <laughs> Right, it was super affordable. Um. And I feel like there are a lot of people out there who are reporting having really good luck going to Goodwill, mm-hmm. you know, finding things that are of are a really good price that don't, mm-hmm. you know, it. So I don't have that experience with Goodwill usually. I think it so depends on the store. I think it depends on the part of the country. Yeah. Too. And I just don't have mm-hmm. that kind of luck. And I, I always think of Goodwill mm-hmm. like, oh, it's usually in big shopping districts. It's mm-hmm. usually where a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls would be. And so, you know, I think when I think of Goodwill, I mm-hmm. think of that sort of professionalization. Mm-hmm. Of oh, definitely. Thrifts. So. All right. Okay. Well, this was an extra long episode. We hope you stuck it out till the end mm-hmm. or listened to half of it and took a break and then listened to the other half. But, or or yeah. maybe you're in a gentle state of REM sleep right now. <laughs> and and if that's the case, continue sleeping and wake up feeling refreshed, <laughs> calm, and empowered. And you no longer crave cigarettes or sugar. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. You can find us on Facebook at ThriftyCast. And on Instagram at I Love Thrifting. Love, L-U-V. Uh, 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 yeah. Sorry. No, you, you're going to say that. I always say that. I'm I'm a broken yeah. record. That's uh, it. All right. Take care everybody. Bye. Bye.